possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts, Awaza and Wayne. Welcome to the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, Wayne? Good, Waza. How's things? Uh, not too bad. After a very bad loss, uh, Dan can't be with us tonight, so unfortunately. Um, but we'll get on with the show, nevertheless. Um, I've got a useless stat, and it all ties in with the... SCG. Eagles just can't win there. That's it. <laughs> no. Yeah, what, 90, when was it? 1999. when we won't last one. I oh, know we just can't seem to adapt to that oval for whatever reason, but we can't adapt our game style to that oval. But, yeah, it's disappointing. All right. Um, we're going to do question time. So if you want to click over your page, you probably haven't got this. I'm going to fire them at you. So... Does the AFL continue with, with the AFLX for the proposed eight licences idea that they've got going or franchise or scrap it altogether? Well, I'd like to scrap it altogether myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, I think I think because they got guys like Dangerfield and that in last year, they, I think they thought they are doing the right thing. Yeah. But, you know, like all of us, I'd like to see like maybe a state of origin type thing come into it. Well, that's the next question. Does the AFL bring in the state of origin? If so, and when? Yeah, again. I mean, I, I know you'd, like, you'd love to see it. You've always pumped that up big time. And so I think we all would, because we all remember the days we used to have a half a day off on Tuesday and go to the Subi Oval and watch the state of origin game. Um, when do we have it? Uh, well, I still think... That's mid- a hard part. Yeah, it is a hard part. Yeah, I, I still think mid-season, though. They could have a two or three week buy yeah, and have one in the middle. There's all different ways you can float it. And I know we've talked about it on the show a, long, a few times, but yeah, look, it comes down to the players. They've got the control, the Players Association. Um, I know people say WA have got their own teams in South Australia, got their own teams. So it doesn't have as much oomph as it used to. But to me, they should still want to be playing for the state jumper. Yeah. Um, and the only thing is, they never really... And even if they don't have the state or origin, why don't they... They have an all-Australian team. Name uh, all-West Australian team at any year, all-South Australian team and all-Victorian team, you know? Yeah. So that goes... I only bring this up because it's been another podcast and I just thought about it a lot and I think, yeah, imagine having that on your CV. Yeah. And they can go back retrospective if they have to, I don't know, but something happens... Does AFL scrap the mid-season buy and have a straight 22 rounds, then a buy, as we have in the finals now? Or what? Um, I would be honest. I would sooner not have a buy before the finals. I'd sooner go straight into it. Um, so you keep the buy in the middle of the year? and I keep the buy, buy in the middle of the year. Yeah, I reckon they need to get rid of one. Yeah. Uh, the two buyers, to me, 
Good playing football for Christ's sake, Jesus Christ. Um, you either scrap the one in the middle and have it before the finals, or you scrap the one in the finals and have it in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you asked the club, I mean, you asked the Western Bulldogs to buy one in the grand final because oh, of course it did. they yeah, played us and uh, got all their fresh players back and had a week off fixing. Oh, they bought four or five guys back. Could have been another one for the West Coast. Yeah, there, so, and beat us at home. Yeah, like, they, I remember that night and uh, they killed us that night. And it was, yeah. Yeah, someone I don't want to remember too nah. much. All right, now this is a harder one, I thought. Who would you pick to be your mid-sized forward out of Dugowie or Dustin Martin? You only can pick one. Um, I would pick Dugowie mainly because I think he's just a natural forward. I mean, you wouldn't go wrong with either of them, but, you know, Dugowie to me is, is a natural forward, and that's where he plays most of his game. Dusty does most of his work through the midfield. Yeah, I... I my the jury for me is still out for Dugowie. Um Like he goes missing a lot in games. Hmm. He, he's a burst player, um, and if it come down to the line, I'd probably go Dustin Martin hmm, because enough. I know um, he would be um, be brilliant yeah. down the hmm. front. But um, yeah, that's all cool. That's what I'd be doing. But yeah, it's yeah. be hard. It's hard. Yeah, to tough one. You'd players in it. You'd be happy with either either. Oh yeah, either either. either yeah. Um, and Dugowie uh, going forward is going to be, oh, you know, he's mm. at the start of his career, basically. He's That's right, yeah. In. So, um, um, yeah, Jack's, will Jack Stephen be at Geelong in 2020? I don't know. You must know a bit more about him. I was reading this morning's paper that he's still um, no no show at playing. I think he's back at the club. But the still the other reason I bring this up, and I don't want to be like a mental illness, because mm. he has got a mental illness, mm. apparently, but last year, Geelong were moving heaven and earth to get him to the club. And his manager did look at trying to get him to Geelong because he's a Geelong boy. Mm. And I'm just thinking, is it doing the camp? I hope he's not doing a camp McCarthy, basically, mm. and doing all this. And then at the end of the year, oh, look, I just don't want to be here. I want to be at home. And the old home trick, even mm. though it's only down the road. Um, I just got this feeling that I reckon he's going to be in Geelong colours. Right. For some yeah. reason. I don't know. There's something about it that just doesn't read right for me. Right. But I'm hoping I'm wrong because mm. uh, mental illness is not nothing no. to be uh, joked no. about and uh, stuff like that. Um, Jared Pickett has walked away from his second club. Is he worth a third chance to any club in 2020? Yeah, I was reading about him this morning. I, I, I think you'd have to sit down with him and say, if he wants to come back to a WA club, is that what you want to do? And if you are, you've got to be committed because it sounds, reading between the lines what I read this morning is that he really wasn't dedicated enough um, compared it's to It's a other shame players. because he was top five pick oh, was outstanding to the player. Giants. Yeah. Um, I was like big raps on him, watching him at uh, Colts level and all that. Mm. And so it's a shame that, you know, some people get given these gifts, as yeah. I call them. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it could be homesickness, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was a bit iffy when I heard, oh, yeah, it's good. And then I heard it was injury. And, like, if you had asked me last year, I would have said yes. Now I'd say no. Mm. All right, who is the coach of the year at the midway point? Oh, you'd have to go with um, Scott at Geelong. Lemon and one. It's a pretty good record. Yes, uh, you, you can't go past it. I was just going to be stupid and say uh, David Teague. Yeah, Or Rishaw. Rishaw. So, and someone that's been floating around in the media yesterday and today is Tasmania quite possibly having a, a team 
by 2026. But for that to happen, there's either a relocation of a team or a third team to come in. Where would you see the third team coming from? WA, South Australia, there's a, that's a fair team for those states, yeah. or a standalone team like Northern Thunder? I, I couldn't see a WA or a South Australian team going there for a start, relocate. No, not relocating there. Um, Tasmania come in, mm. but to even up the comp, they have to either get a third WA side, third South Australian side, or a Northern Territory side. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, gee, I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted more than Northern Territory side yes, myself. Same here. Get the they, real, a true national competition. Well, they, they've got the team up there, North, Northern Territory Thunder. Yeah. They play in the. Yeah. Uh, Queensland League and yeah if they want to make it fully national why not um, yeah. or it's relocate North Melbourne or Gold Coast Suns yeah. or having a bid St Kilda or something like that the ones that are draining mm. the money out of uh, or the richer clubs maybe yeah I think I think it's something they keep putting off because they know it's going to cause a storm it, it really is it's going to cause when it happens it's going to cause a storm alright we're just going to get on to a new little segment well it's an old one but it's a new one for this year under the pub. Well, it's all going to be Eagles theme tonight. Under the pump, we've got to look at the Eagles. The losses this season are 45 points. Cats, that was the Swans. Cats by 58. Port by 42. And the Lions by 44. That's four losses with an average losing margin of 47 points. Mm. Now, you go to this time next year or the whole of last year, it was only lost six. Swans, 29 and 15. They were the first two that they lost. They only lost to them before the round. Uh, then they lost two straight after the round. Bombers, 28. Crows by 10. Roos was the biggest by 41 points. Demons, 17. That was it. So their average losing margin there was 23 points. And they had 16. We ended up with 16 wins. So basically going on that, someone's got to be done for the Eagles to turn everything around in the second half of the season. No question there. They've really got to... Um, let's hope after the bye. I still think they've got to sort down a few positions. I think they really need to make a decision on Hutchings. Is he going to, is he going to tag or is he going to play on wing? Yeah, they've got to work that out. They've got to do something. The quarters, this time last year, Eagles had won 36 quarters compared to 21 this year. Mm. Um, so it shows the people out there that have got the faith and probably more faith than us that the form is just not there they're winning the games and they're only winning them just some people keep saying that it's you know inexperience so one of the guys put up on the um, social media the guys that have played under 50 games that were playing on the weekend Cole 39 Petrocelli 15 Rioli 28 Rotham's played three, Ryan 25, Smith 34, but that's two with the Eagles, and Waterman 21. And the ones that didn't play, they're uh, 50 games or under. I've got Tommy Brass in there because he's just over 55. Yeah. Oscar Allen 13, Ainsworth 3, Nelson 43, and Venables 21. Yeah. So you could probably use it as a slight excuse. Mm. But you just got to look at the Swans on the weekend, and they had a lot younger team, and they caned us. Yeah. I think if you look at that, that first list of players you gave to, you got three premiership players in there. Yeah, there's three premiership players, and it's a good part, and they, yeah. that was good. But last year, there was, I don't know, there was a lot more urgency, and um, 
the main thing is Eagles going to learn to play at SCG. We're going to talk about it a bit more in the final. Sorry, but the SCG, SCG is the smallest ground in the comp. Mm. And watching that game on the weekend, it looked like the biggest. Yeah, and it's hard to fathom too because you watch, they got, I think Swans kicked the first three goals. And then within a yeah the first within, a, within a flash of an eye, all of a sudden in that first quarter, the Eagles went bang, 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 and yeah. they were in front. Yeah. And I thought, geez, they're going to carry on. This is going to be, this is good. They've got, they've missed the bump and they, now they're going. Then they just stopped again. Well, that was the reason we had to bring them under the microscope or under the pump. They've got to improve tenfold in the second half of the season to get to where they were last year. It can be done. Will it be done? We'll soon to find out. Let's go on to the final siren. It's the final siren. Oh, well, the hoodoo remains, mate. The Swans outclass and outplay the Eagles. Um, five goal hauls from Lance Franklin and little Tom Pabbley have helped Sydney secure an impressive 45-point win. 18 goals, 8, 116 to 10 goals, 11, 71. Um, I'm still having nightmares about this game, mate. Oh, yeah, it was disappointing. We were just saying a little while ago how, you know, they kicked the first three, Sydney, and then we just went, in a matter of five minutes, went bang and got in front. I thought, Gee, we're going to go well at quarter time. I think we're in front at quarter time. Well, no, we're just behind at quarter time. But I thought, well, it's going to be, uh, I think this is it today. We're going to go there. But then after that, we just didn't even look like it. Frankly, oh, took I actually over. thought we did all right in the second quarter. Hmm. I thought we were within range. I'm sitting, I was happy at quarter, uh, half time. Yeah. I was sitting there going, um, I think it was um, 18 points or just under 18 points. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, you know, look, we're in with striking distance. And if we can come out, in the third quarter and put a little bit more effort because the first half looking back and I, and I watched it again put myself through the nightmare um, the effort was there and in the first half in the third quarter uh, usually that you come out firing and that, that was just like yeah limp, limp little dogs there. the first five minutes of the third quarter was like an arm wrestle and then bang Sydney just went straight down the guts three or four times on the chest and Franklin when he marks he, he's not a high mark he marks on the chest so when he's marking like that there's no hope And but the delivery there was just unbelievable That they lowered their eyes and looked into the forward line he mm. just kept continually bombing it like they're under pressure and there was no under pressure because the tackle count shows you there was no pressure no and again, it was the smallest ground in the competition and it looked like the biggest. Yeah. And it was like, where is the hole that the Eagles are digging themselves? McGovern, now, Matthew Lloyd was really critical about McGovern during the week, saying yeah. he's selfish, um, he wants it all his own way. Was it his fault or was it Simo's fault for having him on Franklin? Well, that's the other thing. I, d I didn't think he was on Franklin the whole time. No, he wasn't the whole no. time. They all float. Yeah, that's they float around. They you know, the line float around. Look, and I've been, and you know you know how I feel about defence. My, my, my first choice in defence is always you should stop the player first and then attack second. But the game's changed so much. So I would say they would not waver their ways of playing McGovern because... His strength is to run, mark, kick the ball long into our forward line. Yeah, you know, he's just under the pump. I think we were, I think he didn't have a lot around him helping him. I saw Tom Cole was did some really t 
terrible tackles. Tried at tackle was just terrible. I, I've been very critical of Cole all year. Mm. Um, look, he had a great final series last year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And um, but I just thought this year it's something's. I don't know if they're playing him on their own people or what. He just seems tad slow, or he just seems to be trying to make up ground every game. And every game's got worse for me. And Papley showed him. How, how to play a game he kicked five goals too could have yeah. easily been and, he, and then he passed a few of them off to Franklin where he could have yeah. got it himself and yeah um, I don't want to be too critical of some players but I just don't think he had up his mm. part of the deal you got to look at and also Reed Reed kicked three yeah so you got 13, so he, he 13 was, goals between the top three forwards there he was pretty quiet in the second half mm. so but it doesn't matter when you got Franklin kicking five goals, four, Papley five goals, two. Yeah. Um, look, and in the second half, this is where I just thought in the third quarter, you had to take that by the scrub of the neck. They had three players that didn't come on halfway through that last third quarter. Yeah. And they were down to one player. And I just, for the Eagles, yeah, everyone was sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'll come back. Last quarter, they'll run over them. But they couldn't. They just hadn't. They had nothing. I don't know what it was. It's yeah. like they their heads were already lowered. They weren't thinking straight. Um, you, you bring up Hutchings. He's either a tag or he's not in the team for me now. Yeah, I think so. And I think they were. I think in the middle of the ground, with the, with the exception, Redden, I thought was very good. I thought Redden was really. He was really probably our best midfielder. But I think the uh, Shuey was down. He had some good patches, but. And well, Shuey, Hewitt, they Hewitt, had, but they weren't damaging like they have been. Yeah, Hewitt was on Shuey for most of the match and did pretty good. I just thought, and I, I think I brought it up in last week's um, podcast, Jake Lloyd. I said, you got to quiet him. Mm. Yes. And he had 41 positions. Yeah, yeah he's in my pick sevens team. I don't you know, do in the week. He, had, he got 145 points. 41 positions. Yeah. Now, for an amateur to say the person you got to stop is Jake Lloyd, um, Jake Lloyd, and they don't do it. I'm like, um, what's happening here? Mm. You got Hutchings out there, put him on there at um, half time. I think he had 27 possessions or something. Yeah. And I'm like, um, this, it's driving through him every time. Take him out the game, you get back into it. And our two rucks were poor. Oh, they were I, I, Look, I've been a big, they were I've been a big fan of Vardy, and as you know, and I've always stuck up for him. But he's poor, and so was. Um, they were shocking. I think he was poor, and I, I get frustrated every week where I see. Um, the big guy um, Keegan Keegan Brooksby yeah sitting in the uh, reserves hitting average and 45 taps a game he had 22 possessions last week and he kicked I think two goals or three goals you mean I, I know you, and you, you you heard it on the podcast with Simo well, he's only here to you know nah, relief but what when you've got two guys not performing well, not give him a go Nick's going to be back in the next few weeks well the, the rumor give is, him a go the rumour is he'll be back for Essendon now because they're going to push him in yeah I mean oh, don't be surprised he rolls up for the waffle this week yeah well you, you never know let's just talk about Sydney because we've got to talk about Sydney because that yeah. has taught us a new one um, Rampy Jake Lloyd again uh, Callum Mills he was outstanding Luke Parker probably wasn't as good as he usually is. No. George Shewitt did the job on Shuey. Isaac Keeney probably wasn't as a bigger impact game, but it, they just did enough to play their roles. Yes. And um, for those, I just named six or seven there, but I, only could, I could only name three for the Eagles. No. Oh, yeah. maybe four. And they're Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan did a great job. And to me, he was best in ground for the yeah. Eagles. Um, but he had no one to help him. Um, 
uh, we've already said Redden, um, and who was the other one I had down here? Oh, and Shep. Yeah. Shep went about his own business, yeah. like every week, Mr. Consistent. Um, yeah, I thought Kennedy was going to have a block. I thought, geez, Kennedy's going to kick 10 today. Yeah. He's kicked two or three in the first quarter and a bit. I thought, boy. We ran for Kevin Golders after half time. After that, he just yeah. got. And he wasn't getting the. I think he had either. three touches in yeah. the second half. I, I think defensively we were beaten all over the ground. Oh, yeah. You we know, were. I know we've, we've talked on the site, on a I TNG site. I think Liam site. Ryan was probably the only clear. Probably. I would say you'd be correct there because he was the only one to put pressure on. I think, every, and Redden, I would say, put a lot of pressure on. But after that. The, the biggest difference was Mark's inside 50, and our Eagles pride themselves on their tall forwards marking the ball. They had five marks, Sydney had 16. Hmm. And that's where the game was won. It looked like the forward entries, the Eagles weren't dropping, the, dropping their eyes and looking. Um, and then when in defence, they were just getting caught out. I don't know what was going on, but that is a big margin. Uh, contested possessions was even tackles well there was stuff or tackles hit outs were they, they weren't the hit outs but only just um, stoppages we won the stoppages which we had been doing for the last five weeks hmm. but when you're winning the stoppages and not impacting like inside 50s we had 12 more inside 50s hmm. than they did yeah and but we had less scoring shots and accuracy was absolute crap Disposal, they had a hundred more. That, so basically, yeah, they, they own the football. And you look at Buddy. Buddy got a lot of his goals up the ground, around the fifty meter mark. Yeah. He got. He got one obviously end of the game on the boundary at fifty. Uh, he got one in turn by Papley, who was on fifty. That's one where Cole did that pathetic tackle. Sorry, I don't usually use that word, but it was. It was pathetic. Um, and he did another one out of fifty. So he was obviously playing up the ground. And as many people said on our site two weeks ago. Jack played today is a lot better up the ground and I hardly even saw him up there yeah, taking he, marks on the wing. And, uh, there's a spot there where I thought Jack was going to do it in the start of the third quarter mm. and then I didn't see him the rest of the game. No. And I was like, you guys have got to... And I don't know if it's Simo or the coaching panel, they've just got to... If they're not getting the ball, they're going to move them around. And, yeah. You know, don't be so predictable all the time. And that's been my main gripe on the Eagles for ever since Moldhouse was a coach. Uh, especially when Wersfeld was coached, very predictable, and the changes are minimal when they are there. Um, they need to make a bigger impact. Um, you got we got to talk on the the reports now. Rioli, as soon as we saw it, yep, sling tackle. I thought yeah he was gone. He was gone. <coughs> I thought he was gone. Um, unfortunately, he didn't have both arms pinned, but it was that second motion, and you just think, yeah, he's gone. But the Vardy one, and I've looked at this for, oh, God, I don't know how long. Um, I just can't understand why that was a reportable offence. I would have appealed that. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised they, they, they didn't appeal it because I, I agree, and, I, and I've watched it again, and I was talking to one of the guys on the site about it. We were sort of coming to and throwing. He said, well, he was concussed. And I said, yeah, he was. But I said... But that's the outcome. Yeah. I said, what would you do then if Jeremy Howe took a screamer and Mark hit his knee in the back of a player's head and he's, he's knocked him out? So he's not... That's happened. But with Vardy, what if... If you slow that down slower and it might look, look late, but that's the problem. They slow everything down. But if you look at the fast pace, the real fast pace, 
It, it was a fair hip and shoulder and was unlucky. Uh, it was a head clash. He's a head clash and he's fallen back and he's hit his head. It was unlucky. I can't, I can't no remember else. what commentator said it, but he said he'll go because he doesn't have a Brownlow medal around his neck. Mm, yeah. And I said straight away, that's it. And when he got done, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I don't know, it's just become a farcical, um, this MRO. Um, if I was a player, you don't even know what to do anymore. No. You bump, you tackle, you know, it's like, you know, be consistent. Next person to bump somebody hard, hard and he gets knocked out and he was a big name player, they go for a week. That's right. But yeah. I bet it doesn't happen. No. I, I, but I just can't understand why the Eagles did not challenge that, especially with the buy coming up. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, they knew he was going to lose a week and Nick's coming back. I just can't understand why they didn't do it. Uh, let's go to the TNG voting. Uh, we go Ryan 3, Shep 2 and Redden 1. Hearn's still on the lead for 10. We missed Hearn on the weekend. Oh, without that. Missed his leadership. It's this, unbelievable yeah. how he'd leave such a big hole because... Mm. And... People say, oh, well, what if, what, if, what if he was playing or what if, if he wasn't? But if he was playing, I don't... We, we probably still would have lost. Mm. But I don't think the margin would have been that big. He could have gone to Papley. Yeah, and it's, I'm just at a loss that we cannot play a ground like that. And Simo says it wasn't the ground like that. Well, there's some got to be going on because we just never win there. No. And it doesn't matter who's been the coach. We just don't win there. And there's, is it a mindset that they're gone there, oh, we know we're going to lose this. You know, Yo was left out. They're really quick with everyone else's injuries, but they everyone knew once Yo didn't get the plane, he wasn't playing. So no. he come out and say he's not playing. Yeah, exactly. They'll not wait till the next day no. and say, no. oh, well, you know, we're just giving him the last minute. That's a pile of bullshit. And we, look, we, all three of us, when Dan, Dan said the same thing, one thing that frustrates us is the club not telling us the truth about the players. Yeah, be, be transparent. Yeah, right? we're all paid members. They should be telling us everything. But did they take Yo out thinking, well, there's no point us risking him over there. We're going to lose the game. Yeah. Have, they, have they marked that down? Are they yeah. still doing the old I think I, mark that down? I think I made that point last week on the podcast where I said, where they, I reckon the coaches do, they put a line through a game. Yeah. And I reckon this game here, they would have put a little red X next saying, this could be the one we could drop. Yeah, I, I, I well, I put two lines for two games this year, Cats at the Cattery yeah. and this one, and they got to be doing it because the Hoodies are there for a reason. That's right. Um, you know? But anyway, let's hope next year if we do play Sydney there, well, let's hope we don't freaking play there, but yeah. didn't matter last year because they beat us at home anyway. So let's go to the other team. We've got a good record at the other Sydney Stadium. Yeah, yeah. go to a yeah. All right, guys, um, hopefully you've enjoyed our little... Uh, recap on the game um, unfortunately yeah we didn't win but um, hey one day we will but until then the hoodoo still haunts us <laughs>
and the Pies and the Cats to win it. Well, I've gone Cats versus the Giants with the Cats to win just in the flag. Um, Brownlow. I've gone between Kelly and Lockie Neal. Kelly and Lockie Neal? Oh, it's a hard one. It's just a real, real hard one. I didn't really think about it too much. But I just, for some reason, think Ablett's going to take a lot of uh, votes off Kelly. Yeah. And I've got Ablett winning. Right. That's a that's a dark horse too. Yeah, yeah that is a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie of the year. You can't go past uh, Walsh, can you? Uh, no, I like the kid from South Australia. Connor uh, Rosie. Connor Rosie. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I just, like him. I just think Walsh is in the middle yeah. all the time. He's mm. getting the numbers, and he's the number one pick for a reason. But, uh, yeah. Um, with the final eight, I think it's pretty much what it is now. I I'm, I've got cats, pies, eagles, GWS. Tigers, Crows, Lions, and Port. Port. Well, I take Lions out mm. of that, and I've chucked Freo in at eight. Mm. It's either Freo or Hawthorne. So it depends on if uh, Freo beat Eagles or Hawthorne and beats Eagles. Mm. If both of them beat the Eagles, it's going to go down to percentage, just doing a predictor. Um, there's so many different ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just got them. I've got them sneaking out and lines uh, in and lines out. I thought about Freo, but then I saw a few of their. I don't want Freo. They've, in they've lost a few now with um, yeah. their players. I with Lob now. Yeah, Lob's gone now. Who would be leading the Eagles best and fairest at the midway point, mate? I would think Luke Shuey. Luke Shuey. Yeah. I got bung a hand. I reckon. Mm. Um, yeah, it's got to be close. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the TNG um, things, uh, we've got we've got Hearn ten, Yo nine, and then you got Sheed, Shepherd, and Shuey on nine. Mm. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be, a, and it has been for the last couple of years. But don't forget, Redden got runner up last year. Yeah. So yeah. he could the, the coaches yeah. mark him differently to what the fans do. And we've lost a few guys, so you could be on the mark there because Bunga's been in that defence. Yeah, I just think he's mm. edging closer. Um, to be in front. Shuey, yeah, he'd be right behind him, but second half of the season, that's going to all change, hopefully. Right, now, what has been the Eagles' best win for the year? Best win for the year I had was, I thought our game last week against the Bulldogs was our best win. Yeah, it was a good win, because, yeah, we were challenged for a first half, and yeah. then we come home yep. um, and ran all over him. I just thought it was so hard to beat Collingwood mm. as the best game. I thought that to me was we're going back there. They're going to throw everything at us. Everyone's every critic's going to be saying, "No, Collingwood are going to win this," and we beat them. Mm. And yeah. I just thought that was yeah, good point. And then to follow it up the next week, the Giants. I just thought, yeah, that was a really good mm. win. Yeah. And we got, and then all of a sudden we lost to Geelong, yeah. but yeah. it was. Um, uh, it doesn't have to be Eagles this next question or the next few, but the biggest surprises of the year? Oh, to me, definitely the Lions and the Cats. Yeah, Lions have been a pretty big uh, surprise for me, and yeah, they're probably about, that's about it, really. Cats um, so dominant. Didn't expect them to be that dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Cats would be in the bottom, bottom of the eight, mm. but once I looked after the first couple of games and you saw the, how they've drafted... 
and I've got yeah. what they wanted that forward line and Hawkins he's laughing that guy yeah he's in uh, I think career best form he's he's loving it so I think we spoke before we started this we said what they did recruit very well you know they've really got yeah. pressure yeah. all over the ground uh, the biggest disappointments oh, for me Mel- <laughs> Melbourne's the biggest disappointment which one Melbourne Melbourne I've always said North Melbourne no I mean, I, look they're in there as well I've got four big disappointments Melbourne I'm really and the Bombers a disappointment Oh, I'm not disappointed because I thought this moving me to Bombers, they were the dream for the Victorian media. Mm. That they have, they've got, and don't get me wrong, they've got a good new list and they've got a good team. And when they're running fast, they're good, but they come up against a team that's got a great defence. They hit a brick wall, but they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And, um, and disappointing the Roos and the Blues because, one, they sacked the coaches, and two, they went on and won the next games. That disappoints me. Clubs yeah, but that know. happens so no, much. But it just really disappoints me. Though, for, that. for tippers out there, if your coach gets sacked, you tip them the next week. Yeah. They're going to win. I took Cripps out of my play <laughs> team and he's gone and won. He's probably had the best individual games yeah. of the year. Um, what coaches, we, we sort of touched on this a couple of weeks ago, what coaches won't be coaching their teams or coaching next year? Yeah, I found that one hard. The the one um, I, I thought Richardson... I don't think Richardson will be at St Kilda unless they make a drastic improvement from there and possibly Ross Lyon, possibly. But I did hear something on the way here from Brad Hardy that, um, you know, the talk about Lyon and uh, Silvani talking, they, they are good friends and they own a pub, but the word is Silvani will leave, Colin, uh, leave Carlton and be a list manager in Melbourne for Fremantle. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know either, but yeah, yeah I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, oh, look, I reckon the Jungle Drums have beaten too much for Wisha to be there at Essendon mm. next year. Yeah, there's too many coterie groups at Essendon that have just got too much say, and you know, even he sits there and he's deflected being saying this is basically his second year of coaching them. Mm. Um, if they miss it, I I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, they're going to have and. I'm only asking this question because all the rumours are there. The movement in coaching ranks this year is going to be hasn't we haven't had it for a while. So, mm. and every few four or five years, there's usually a big influx of different yeah. coaches coming in. Um, biggest headline for the season yet to happen. The biggest headline yet to happen is Ablett on MR striking charge in preliminary final. <laughs> Love it. Mine is. They said it wouldn't happen, but it has line to Carlton. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go into an All-Australian team, what do the Eagles need to do to finish top four or top two, mate? They've just got to win every game from now on. They can't afford to drop. They could probably drop one, but they wouldn't want to drop two. They more. can drop another two. Mm. If they drop another two, that's six for the year, they finish top four mm. or top two. They lose three to four, yeah, yeah, either third, fourth, or fifth. Anything after that, yeah, bottom of the eight. So, yeah, um, yeah but look, some of the games they got, they've got Richmond at the MCG. Mm. They've got Hawthorne at the MCG. They haven't beaten Hawthorne at MCG in years. Yeah. Um, Richmond probably pull out all the big guns. They'll have all their And that we got there the, second, la- the yeah. second last round. Um, and then you've got, I think you've got Malcolm away at... Darwin, that's not a gimme. No. And then you got Fremantle in the Derby. Yeah. So those four, if they can win all four of them, they'll finish top two or top top mm. four. Yeah. Um, but if they lose those four, who knows it's gonna be a long year. Yeah. 
Um, and maybe they need to finish lower so they can get some uh, better draft picks for Geelong for Tim Kelly. Yes, that could be it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I'll set a task for everyone. We'll get Dan's um, list next week when he's on the show, if we do the show. Um, I'm going to Melbourne the following week, so it could be a little bit of a hiatus with Eagle Nation, but we will keep you posted. Um, mid-season All-Australian team, we'll, we'll do our back lines first and we'll see how many we get the same. So I've got Tom Stewart, Biblax and Luke Ryan. I've got uh, Stewart, uh, Blickart, was it at um, Geelong, Blickart, uh, and Lloyd at Sydney. Lloyd, all right. I had him as, um, where have I got him? I did have him down as an emergency. <laughs> I had him in the team and then I took him out. I don't know why I did after uh, Sunday, Sunday's yeah. effort. Uh, halfback flank, I had Lockie Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Harris Andrews and Shannon Hearn. Well, I've gone... I did have Lockie Whitfield in there, but he's gone down to the interchange bench. But I've gone Shannon Hearn, Harris Andrews and Brad Shepard. Brad Shepard? All right. I tried not to put as many Eagles ones in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first did, I go, no, there's way too many Eagles in there. And especially with this season that happened, they're yeah. never going to have that many. Uh, the centre, Travis Boak, Patrick Cripps, Andrew Gaff. I've gone Gaff. Kelly and Coniglio. All right. And we can probably... Oh, do you do the ruck next in the, in the middle? Okay, we'll do the rucks. Um, where is mine again? Uh, here we go. Uh, Brody Grundy, Lockie Neal and Stephen Coniglio. So pretty much the same as mine. Yeah, I've gone Grundy, Grips and Neal. All righty. So we've all basically gone... Oh, the difference I had there was Travis Boak. Um, all right, so we're under the half-forward line. I've gone Finlayson. I... I put Jack Darling in there only because I like him. I don't know if he deserves it. And Tim Kelly on the half of the flank. Yeah, see, I've gone Fife, Cameron from GWS, and Travis Boak. I'm going to take Darling out. Darling. I'm going to put Hawk. Uh, Darling certainly no, not nowhere near it. Yeah, I'm going to take Darling out and put Hawkins in there because mm. he deserves it. Mm. Um, all right, and forward line, I had Gary Ablett, Jeremy Cameron, and Michael Walters. Yeah, so I've gone to Goey. Hawkins and Ablett. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We're very similar interchange. I had Nat Fife, Max Gorn, Brad Crouch, and Lockie Whit- Oh, I've got Lockie Whitfield here twice. Mm. So I'll take him out and I'll put in I'll put Jake Lloyd in. Right, see I've gone Lockie Whitfield, Tim Duncan, Ooh. Adam Trelaw, yep. and Max Gorn. And what? my unlucky ones are Shuey. Yep, I had Shuey. Keefe from Adelaide. Yep, I had him too. Gov, he's been pretty good. Even yep. Luke Ryan at Dockers. Yeah, I had him. And Sonny Walters, so I think they're the unlucky ones in my list. I had um, I had Trelaw as my unlucky. Rory Laird, Ben Cunnington, Carter Daniel. And then I had the couple that you said, uh, Shuey, mm. McGovern and Keefe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how... It's going to be an interesting year for the um, uh, all Australians. I reckon it's going to be hard getting in there because so many people are having good years. Yeah. And, um, you know, I miss out a few players that, you know, probably should be in the top 40 there easy. And, yeah, who'd want to be an all Australian selected? Yeah. It's interesting. You, you never you, get them right. It's interesting that you and me having neither of us have got Dangerfield in there. Yeah, you know, well... Now, he's had a blinder on the weekend, and I picked mine pre this weekend, but I don't think he's been that good 
leading up to that. No, no, he's had no, some no. good games. But yeah, he's nothing. had some good games, but he hasn't been the Dangerfield old. And then it was funny that you said that because on the game that we played, and I said, oh, that was one of the best games I've seen this year. Mm. And then Cribs come up and just blew him out the water, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see Dangerfield getting picked no matter what because that's what the AFL will want and he will be captain of that team. I can guarantee you. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. If Bungerhan gets it done again, I, well, I don't know. It'd be an injustice if he uh, doesn't get it, if he's it, played it, all Australia. I, I reckon he'll be in there. Um, and if he's in there, I reckon they'll give him the captaincy because there was too much uh, media outroar from him and they hate that. Hmm. Especially when they're picking the team because everyone does. They pick it apart and they say, there it is and oh, you miss this person and you miss that and... Yeah, who'd want to be one? Yeah. Quickly before we end the show tonight, it's a bit shorter, we quickly just talk about the waffle. Uh, West Perth defeated the Eagles uh, 11 goals, 672 to 4 goals, 12 36. 36 point job, which puts the mm. Eagles waffle side on the bottom, bottom of the ladder. Bottom of the ladder, yes. Um, but we've got a bye this week, the waffle are playing. But Marson again, 35 possessions, mm. played really good, and he's too good for waffle, but we know everyone knows that. He's just too good. He goes back and shows you what you're going to do at waffle level to get into the uh, um, AFL side. Matty Allen, probably one of his best games of the year, 34 positions. Yeah. Nelson, 30. He's he's the same as Marston, consistent. Uh, Brayshaw, 26. I'd be, I've got Brayshaw here, 26. Brooksby, 48 hit outs, 21 disposals. Yep. I'd be bringing Brayshaw and Brooksby in this week. Oh, I'd love to see Brooksby just giving it a go. I, I want to see mm. Brayshaw giving it a go, especially yeah. against Essendon. I just think those two guys coming in, it just, I know, you bring in two guys like that and the team stand up a bit. Mm. The hunger comes up yeah. or the effort. Um, people say, you know, the intent, I don't know how you measure it, but there wasn't much showing against Sydney and um, there's got to be changes made and wouldn't be surprised if, um, say, somebody like a Cole goes out and Nelson comes in. But Bunger, you'd hope and he's coming back in. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting how the team gets picked. But like you said, if you're going to have Hutchings in the side, it's got to be a tagger. Yeah. And against Carl, uh, Con- oh, Essendon, <laughs> I'd be just tagging Tip and Woody. Yes. I'd just be putting somebody on him and keeping him away from the goals yeah. and um, stopping him from getting goals. He's a barometer. You find with Simo, though, he very rarely drops players to make an example. Oh, yeah. He, he likes to believe in them and keep them in there. To, he has belief in them that no, they'll do, they've done the job and they'll do the job. So. Maybe he needs a change and uh, yes. do something different. That so. could be the mid-season change we need. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's um, our little wrap on um, the year so far and the hoodoo that still haunts us. But... Um, We'll let you know through our social media pages if we're doing having a show next week because it is a Thursday game against Essendon. We'll try and preview it. If not, we'll let you know. Um, the next week I'm in Melbourne, so I might be doing a show from Melbourne. See how it goes. Going to go see we'll take on the Mighty Hawks at MCG and hopefully another hoodoo is eradicated from uh, our mm. history. Hope so. Well, thanks a lot, Wayne. And no uh, hopefully Dan's back on uh, board next yeah. week. And uh, see you next week, guys. See you, see you then. Craft leads the charge. Now Nelson beautifully read by Shepard.